Hello and welcome to season two of the Sparkcast. Spark, and I'm bringing to you episode two of the era of him under the Spark cast, which is owned by the Spark organization that aims to raise awareness on sexual assault and harassment through modernistic ways. This episode will be narrating Alan's story. Please make sure to proceed with caution. It is not recommended for those below the age of 13 to listen to it because there is explicit language. Thank you. Because of land issues with the local politician, Alan, at the age of 12, was a victim of rape. In the Democratic Republic of Congo, rape is widely used as a weapon of war against women, men, and children. Alan, whose name has been changed to protect his identity, is from the Republic of Congo. But... Last autumn, he was seated in the office of the Refugee Law Projects in the Ugandan capital, Kampala, as he calmly recounted his story. He described the night in May 2012 when government forces attacked his family's home in DRC. It was 8 p.m., and they shot open the door with a gun, yelling at us, accusing us of being rebel sympathizers, Alan recalled. His father said, he had been in disputes with the local politician over some land. He believes this is why they were targeted. They said, you support the rebels, we'll show you that you were not a man. Alan said his father began to beg them not to hurt his family, but they did not listen. They shot me in the back. They put a cable around my neck and began choking me. The soldiers grabbed and held me down. They said, we are going to rape you and they each took turns. I used to be big and strong, but I couldn't fight off all three men, so I closed my eyes and only heard sounds. I heard the cries of my mother and my sister as they were being raped in the next room. Then shots rang out, and my father was dead. A neighbor found my family after the attack and took us to the hospital. That was the last time I ever saw my mother and sister. Alan underwent surgery in the hospital, after which, he said, a pastor came to the room and told him that he would never be considered a real man ever again. He felt like he had no choice but to leave the country, so he took a bus to the neighboring country, Uganda. Today, he lives in Uganda, where he continues to suffer from trauma, physical injuries, and social stigma from that one night in 2012. He joined the Men of Hope Refugee Association, a group based in Uganda, which has taken up the fight against sexual violence in Africa. Its members are men who have survived rape and torture in the DRC. Even though they still manage to escape their homeland, they still need to conceal their identities when being photographed because homosexuality is illegal in Uganda and these men risk punishments talking about their rapes. In the eastern parts of the DRC, thousands of women, men and children are subjected to rape every year. 
The perpetrators come from different homes and militias, and in Allen's case, government forces. When I retell my story like I did with you today, he said, I will go home and be alone, and it was very plain in my mind again like a movie. Reliving the story, reliving this trauma, but that is where the refugee law project has helped me. They have taught me to, they have taught me ways to manage my anger, fear, and memories. He implores the powerful countries of the world to speak up against these crimes. We must stop these bad things, he said. Doctors estimate that nearly one in four men in Eastern DRC have been raped. It is also taught that one in three women have suffered from sexual violence, according to aid workers that were interviewed for this whole thing. These people have suffered twice in their lives from the act itself, and social discrimination endure as a result of it. We really need to speak up about this, especially in Africa, especially in the DRC. Why should I have to be raped and tortured because of land? Land. When did land become more important than me? Thank you for listening to my story.